1: They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zeppound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans.
0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash loss.
1: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. A very good evening to everyone, whether you're watching us on YouTube, uh, Twitter, or on Facebook. We're live across all of those three uh, channels. Uh, I'm joined tonight uh, by Chris Humphreys, who I had the pleasure of spending the last, well, about 24 hours craziness following Wolves to Dublin. Uh, Chris flew in a couple of hours before us. Um, met us in um, met us at the airport, and then a couple of hours through, we both had virtually no sleep, uh, other than today. I got in about ten o'clock. Uh been to bed for about six hours. Got up, commitment to do the show, and Chris, you got in about eight.
0: Yeah, half eight. I uh, got back, drove back from Liverpool, got in at half eight, went to bed, woke up at twelve. Had a bit of uh, family around, did a bit of gardening this afternoon and then uh, put the telly on and didn't see any of it several times, um, including the F1. So I watched the race and didn't watch it, but never mind.
1: As you do. Well, to be honest, I mean, like, um, the things you do f- for love, the things you do for the love of your football team, obviously Wolves were due to be playing Celtic in South Korea. Obviously, we all know that that, tour got uh, cancelled by the promoter, rearranged it, Aviva Stadium in Dublin, um, both uh, as a lot of Wolves fans actually that were probably watching and listening to this podcast, the flights weren't too expensive to Dublin, I mean I've never been on a plane where you basically go on, you talk to a few people and then it says within about, (laughs) we're now going down to London, it's the quickest flights I've ever been, it's crazy. It's quicker than some people get to work. It's that quick. Um yeah. never been to uh, Dublin before. Fantastic city. Great vibe about the place. And um, obviously got to the Aviva Stadium um, and it's basically full of Celtic fans. I mean, there was 28,500 there. There was uh, definitely a couple of thousand Wolves fans there. But like it was literally like a Celtic home game, really. Lots of Irish um, Celtic fans that were there. We went to um, we went to the uh, the pub with all the walls fans before. We heard bully talk. Yeah, that was good.
0: That was that was. Um, I, I don't travel a lot now away with walls. I, I you know I, I spent a lot of time living away from the area and came back. So my um, ranking points has been uh, low down. So I don't do the away matches. Uh, used to do it a long time ago. So it was it was very. Uh, Good getting in that pub, seeing all the Wolves fans in there. Bit of a sing-song and uh, a lot of it orchestrated by Bully. He was doing a little bit of a... Yeah, Steve Bully got,
1: got an airing.
0: Yeah. Um, it reminds you of days ago to places like Barnsley where you turned up, found a pub where you could see a couple of yellow shirts or gold shirts in those days in the window and then everybody would be piling in and and uh, eventually it was full of gold shirts and... and that was it. Then it was a nice place to be for an hour before the match. Yeah, it was um, a it was Quite good. It to
1: went to, and you have to yeah. say credit to um, to Wolves coordinating with Irish Wolves. Um, it was really great. It was a really great atmosphere and vibe in you know around the place. Everyone was in, you know, good mood. Spoke to a lot of fans. Um, interesting, um, speaking to quite a lot of fans. How they, a lot of them actually uh, didn't have this panic mode that some of us, some fans seem to have. A couple, some did, but a lot of them were a lot more calm about where we were. In fact, even Steve Bull, when he was talking towards the end, was actually um, talking about calm and patience. So, but that's why I've put on here, panic or calm is the headline of today's uh, game. I think
0: Yeah, I think, I think to be fair, Dave, I mean, we got into that... Uh bar probably a lot of them had been, had been in there a few, a few hours before we got there, hadn't they? So I, think, so I think the car might have done to the amount of alcohol they'd imbued, but, but, um, yeah, it, it, yeah, people seem to be, I mean, it's good. You've, you know, football's back. You've got to, you know, I was buzzing going to away match and something I haven't done for a while. I was really, uh, so it, it was difficult not to be positive, uh, to go and what you know, you don't want to turn up to a match to be negative, you've got to get behind the guys, haven't you? Well, it was, so quite, I think, honestly, I think that I was... Think was a
1: couple of, couple of thousand Wolves fans that it was a big pub, it was a massive sports you humongous screen. Although they did upset um Chris, um, because Formula One was on the big screen, and then he went, Oh, and they moved it off, didn't they? They put the World Cup, yeah, on. they
0: put four, they put Formula One on, so I thought, you know, after all the Wolves fans had done their bits and Bully had gone off for a, another white wine or whatever, it was drinking in, in in the ladies' glass and then um, then uh, I thought, oh, I'll watch the F1 here for, for an hour and catch a sprint race and then for some reason they turned on to uh, Women's World Cup between France and Brazil which is great, women's football is fine, I don't mind watching that but, you know, none
1: you of do, the tellies there was on F- of them
0: but I'm an F1 nut, so.
1: You are an F1 watcher, you do love it. So to give you a, a sort of a, a before we get into the thing, and I'm going to give you the itinerary. Basically, I left I left here at ten past five yesterday morning with the producer um, Emma, and um, we got on. We went we went from East Midlands, met up with Chris, uh, went to a coffee shop, had a cup of tea, went to the pub, uh, went mm. for another. We went found another pub after. I had a great burger and food, and you had nachos, yeah. and a cracking burger an
0: um, Exchange, I think it was called. Yeah, it was really nice. Worth going. Anybody in Dublin, it's it's a nice place to uh, kind of, uh, you know. And then we food. got an
1: Uber down to uh, to the ground. The gr- the, he dropped us off. Brilliant. Turned out with the opposite side of the ground, the Wolves fans, because they decided on the day that they were moving everyone. It was sit where you want. but Obviously putting a lot of the Wolves fans together. But the walk to the other side of the stadium was like, It weren't like walking around; it was a long walk. So we got in with about fifteen minutes to go. Got a decent. And it was
0: and it was against the tide of most of the Celtic fans who were going the other way. we were like salmon,
1: yeah, swimming up against the tide. There's so many Celtic fans there.
0: It was uh, it was hard work, a bit, a bit unnerving because we'd had a bit of a a costume coordination breakdown, had not we? Before we set off. I said I wasn't going uh, to wear any colours because I was a bit worried about um, the partisan crowd. You said, oh, no, we'll be all right. So um, you thought on what I said, I thought on what you said. I turned up with the colours on and you went neutral.
1: I, I, so, I, I did. Have, um, I, did I, I said to Emma, I said, what can I wear that's wolves that not wolves? So I wore my me, uh, me super dry top with the gold band and uh, things and stuff like that. Because I thought, oh, right, I'll listen to Chris and stuff like that. and so. <laughs> but there, it was pretty good. I, I mean, I know uh, Nathan Duda did a tweet reporting that someone got uh, a bloody eye or something, because there were a few fan, Wolves fans dotted around the rest of the stadium within the Celtic crowd. Dinny uh, being one of those, if, we, if you watch the post-match reaction, he went, he's from Cork in Ireland, um, mm-hmm. and he was sitting within the Celtic fans and stuff like that, and... Uh, Generally, though, it was good spirited, but obviously, um, there might have been one or two that got a bit loud, lo- lordy, or whatever it was. And anyway, we don't really know the details on that. Yeah, but the guys, I, I have was... to
0: say, we never saw any trouble. No, we, didn't see, with, uh, we didn't see anything. We didn't see any aggression, back. anything like that. Everybody was having a good time. We saw a couple of Celtic fans that obviously this morning probably were regretting um, their, their purchase of drinks from about four o'clock onwards yesterday afternoon. Mate, I saw, my, I saw my
1: my niece's husband, well, partner on the way out and on the way back. I saw him on the way back and apparently he only saw 20 minutes of the game. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> Lee is um, my niece's uh, partner. They've been with together a long time. They've got a beautiful son, Grayson, um, total wolves. He left... Um, Villa game, he doesn't go very very often he left the Villa game when we won 3-2 and we're losing 2-0 at 65 minutes and apparently he only saw 20 minutes, which was the worst 20 minutes of the match <laughs> from a yeah. world's point of view
0: yeah.
1: um, to go through the rest of the day, before we get on to the topics we're going to cover tonight um, and how we, you, you guys can get involved is, mm. we finished there we got, um, we had another cup of tea on the way back, then we went to a pub um, for a couple of hours, had a chat and a natter. Uh, a few Celtic fans were in there, no problem. Uh, that was we a
0: great to... little pub we went to. There, it was. I uh, really liked it. It was very, good, wasn't it? Very, very, sh- very strange shaped, very long and narrow. Um, but um, yeah, in a, in, you know, the, the the town in itself, the city centre. I mean, it, it was just. I don't want to use the word buzzing because that. It, I think it was, price. was it? but it was just lively and and people, you know people were out and doing stuff and, um, you know, even twelve o'clock at night, supermarkets open in there and and people popping in and out and doing stuff and people walking around everywhere. It was it was it was quite quite good. It was good. It, it was
1: really good. Um, great city, Dublin. First time i have been. We went for a Nepalese uh, curry. We had a curry. Yeah. Um, did that and then. Managed to get all the way through to midnight. We had a final cup of tea in a, in a Mackie's after we had a a, a beer in the, with the Nepalese. Then we went back to the airport, Um and then it was a case of like we've been going for so long without sleep. I managed to get about an hour on about four chairs, um, and a and my and my thing. You slept somewhere on it. You got about an hour somewhere. Emma
0: struggled. I just found a space on the floor, slept there. Um, so next
1: sit. to no, next to no sleep. Gets back at at literally ten past ten this morning. Twenty nine hours straight, and then we've been into bed since. So we're here and we're committed, guys. Um, so I know there's a load of people been talking in the chat. I saw some guy from Australia. So we've got two hundred and forty one on with us uh, live on YouTube at the moment. Let us know where you're watching from in the world. Uh, and this is what we're going to be. This is the uh, the agenda for tonight. So, the agenda is, if I can find it um, for you. Here we go. So the agenda is this: we're going to be talking, obviously, about that Lopatagi interview uh, that you did with the uh, Belagi, uh, the Spanish journalist, his buddy. Uh, the Giles transfer to Luton. Obviously, we're going to be talking more about the Porto and Celtic friendlies. Mm. Fabio mm. Silva is on the agenda tonight as well. And then towards the end of the show, you guys, if you've got any questions, uh, we, me and Chris uh, will do our best to answer your uh, questions on your behalf. We've got of Carlson Whitehead. We've got Worcestershire, Brighton, uh, Moxley, Anglesey. Mm. So uh, we've got... Mm got quite a few of you on at the moment so if you're brand new just so that you know if you do subscribe to the channel um which i would hopefully that you you, you most of you will have already done you can get involved in the chat you have to be a subscriber to uh, to be able to comment and get involved uh if you enjoy the content uh give it a like um so yeah that would be amazing right chris let's get stuck straight into this um before we get on to the um, talking about the friendlies, um, of which we were, you know, were there first on first hand, um, against uh, Celtic. What is your personal take on that Lopetegui interview? Now, before I get started in giving you the answer, I had a chat with someone within Wolves about this interview. Um, I can't say who it was, but it was was someone within Wolves. And it was confirmed to me that this interview that Lopetegui did was without any knowledge of anyone at Wolves. He went and did it off his own bat in a hotel room with a top journalist who, um, you know, is quite well respected, but we all know is his mate, um, the good friends, he did the stuff with the uh, tweets in May. Sound quality was pretty poor. It was a bit sensationalist in a in a lot of ways, didn't tell us a lot that we didn't know. Um, but it was significant because Lopetegui's done this interview. Uh no one at Wolves knew about it. And I just want to get your thoughts on the interview itself and um the way it was done, Chris.
0: Okay, not quite in the same camp as you i uh, i I obviously I know you've had that information um regarding the club, not sanctioning it. What I would point out is it was filmed in the hotel where they did the training camp yeah, so if nobody Wolves knew nothing about it, he must have put a plastic bag over the guy's head Do we it. know
1: it was filmed in the hotel at the training camp though?
0: I see, yeah, because if you see some of the videos that they put out, they, they spent one day, instead of running around a pitch and getting fit, they spent one day trying to get a ping pong ball with the glass down the table. Which yeah. It's a little bit strange, but it was in that same room. It's the same background. Okay. So definitely. So that, that's what I think, anyway. That's, you know, it's, me I, thought it it.
1: More, I thought, well, I mean, I don't know. You might be right because I haven't really analyzed it that much, but it seemed to me like it was Belize's hotel room. Because, like, if, he, got, if just, he wasn't, you know, I can't imagine Wolves Media being very happy to have him around the place. Um, if, I don't
0: know. It's just what. It's just how person. I It's how I kind of saw it. Um, first thing is, the word is communication. So our uh, owners, the guy that's um, charged by them with overseeing the club, um, Mr. Shee, um, what all fans want from the club is communication. Um, we, we, we hear about plans and processes. They had a plan five years ago when they bought the club. They communicate that to us, that, that's, that plan's gone. We're on about plan Z from that now. Um, I'd like to have a refreshed statement from the club telling us where things are going. Because we don't get that communication, I would contend that I'm, I'm not so sure that he gets the communication internally in the club from she anyway, um, Lopetegui. I, I could I could perfectly understand that it, it's there's no there's no cross communication there. So I, I I could see you can see when the guy and I saw it on Saturday a little bit. Um, the guy is extremely. Frustrated as a manager, he, you can see he. I think he he seems to be dropped in it basically. So I can see why he's done it. I don't agree with it if it's all been done outside the club and it's no sanction. It's not been sanctioned. But I think it's a bit of a strange. I don't know of a. I don't know of a, a situation where a Premier League manager has sat with a journalist, arranged an interview to basically say. Um, the club's not doing anything that he promised and this is the second one and time that it's happened, it's all changed so um, regardless of who, why or what it's very disappointing one way or another that we, we, it's happened um, and, and that that's more worry whether there's going to be any downstream effects uh, Dockers' after match um, interview that was raised with him, he said yes we know there are problems behind the scenes at the club, so I mean that's 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 a worry when you've got your players saying, "Yeah, we know there's probably the scenes, and there's lots of downstream effect on that." So that's, I, I don't like it. I don't like where we are. I can see maybe what's happened. I don't agree with the way he did it, but I also agree that something's got to be said. And, and apart from him saying something, nobody's telling us anything. Well, and that's I a would, worry. I
1: mean, I'm was gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate as I always do on here. Um... Matt Hobbs has spoken. He came out before the transfer window. It was very, very clear that this window, we were going to sell a lot of players. We're going to have to raise a lot of funds. That's clear communication from the club, who is basically the one step down from Jeff Shee.
0: Yeah, did so. I want
1: to go on to Jeff Shee because I think it's a fair point we talk about Jeff Shee. I did have a, as I had a, I did have a quiet conversation last week with someone um within the club and um you know they they obviously see the, some of the fans especially the ones that shout loud on social media um but also talking to me i mean i you didn't probably you you just you gone yesterday um just after you gone two wolves fans came up and said hi dave they sat down with us and it was really interesting what they were saying because these were, these were people that just normal fans like us and they were not happy with lopatagi uh, And there was a few people I spoke to that were not happy with Lopetegui, um on what he's done um, in the way that it's been done. Now let's just be very, very clear where I am on this. I think lopatagi is a, a great manager. He's an elite manager. I'm, thankful that he's our manager. I'm glad that we've got him. Um, they went out and got him in January. We got the man. We could have had Beal, um, which I think was a big escape. He did. A, he's done a fantastic job all along. I've been saying about Lopetegui, what a great manager he is. This is phase one. Phase two will kick on. I, like every other single fan, obviously, then obviously is aware about the FFP situation. Lopetegui's gone through a situation where he's done it once with, um, with Gillum, with the tweets. You know he's, he's, you know, he's made his decision to come and uh, he's here. He's, you know, I will go back to January when he was appointed. Foson, who some people seem to have this, you know, let's get rid of him now. Mentality, which is within your right to uh, to be able to say that. He got all his backroom staff. They bought in and spent over £100 million on players. It was very joined up thinking. Matt Hobb, Julian Lopatagi, we have all on the same path. We bought in the thing. They backed him. They bought in money from this window, clearly, to put into that window. It's come. We've, then we've had the, oh, what's going on? And the Gillum tweets and all of that. And is he gonna leave? Is he not gonna leave and stuff like that? He's come. And you know, obviously, he made a he's made a statement that some of the things he wasn't aware of. They've had a conversation, he's come. He's our manager. This manager is paid shed loads of money. He's an elite manager, he has got all his staff that we wanted in. But he's got he got players in, he wanted. In January, he's got he's got in. I think he's obviously frustrated. He seems frustrated um, in some of the things that have that obviously have. I'm not personally do not buy me personally that he has been lied to. I think there is maybe some um, things that he thought was going to happen. I don't. Yeah, think they, I, don't, I don't. Think, I don't think it's somewhere I... in between and let me finish, Chris, and I want, okay. obviously I'm creating debate here and I'm playing devil's advocate, um, because this guy is not naive. He's not thick. He's not stupid. He's, he, he knows how football clubs work. You know, he's not naive. He gets into bed. He's the manager. The, also, Lopetegui, I'm a big fan of him. I like him and stuff like that. He did this when he was the manager of Spain. Spain sacked him for going behind their back. So he's got he's got form with doing this. It's it's a trait that he's got, rightly or wrongly. And we're only hearing one narrative, which is Julian Lopetegui's narrative, because we really could do is hearing from Jeff She, um, and from our chairman and coming out and speaking. And you know, we've heard from Matt Hobbs. The Giles transfer will come on to. It was made clear that it was Lopetegui that didn't want. Didn't want Giles. We'll come on to that in a minute. So all I'm saying to everyone, when we look at this situation, we need to deal in facts, not hearsay. And at the moment, we haven't got the full facts. We've only got hearsay. We've only got one side of the story. But there is substance in that side of the story. Because after the match, he's come out and talked on, like you said, on Wolves uh, TV media, saying we need to get players in. He said it on actually within wolves channels on that which is good and then we've heard from matt doherty uh, Do- i hope i say it right doherty yeah Do- doherty. Doherty. doherty but he said the same thing so there obviously is some definite truth in it and stuff like that and there's some frustration and there but we still are not fully aware of all of the facts so that's what i would say from that point of view and and from my point of view i think it's not helpful for the manager of any football club going behind any, the, the media team's back. You know, if it was in any other walk of life and you did that to your employees, you'd be seriously disciplined or even sacked in any walk of life. But he has got the trump card at the moment and he's playing that
0: card. Chris? Yeah, they, I mean, I, I, I think a lot of that you said, fine. But... Um... If I go back to Hobbs Hobbs did say We're going to have to sell some players Before we, we add to the squad That's what he said That's what he actually said um, So uh, Which which if you listen to The unsanctioned interview That was what He was referring to as Plan A We've got to sell players we bought players in January So I think I think he understands that What I've got here is a, a a feeling that there's a manager that, that is kicking off because he's not being given the direction or opportunity that has been agreed. And until we hear from Jeff She, we aren't going to know that. But they, 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 I don't think, I don't see why he would put the cor- horse before the apple cart as he's done now. Um, unless there's changes that that the, the message has changed, or he hasn't understood the message in the first place, but he has gone off and done it. I don't agree that he should have done that himself. I think I think, and he's done it, but he's now done it right, like you say, via walls TV, and come out and said he needs players. We all know he needs players. We've got a Fred Bear squad. We've got probably got a Premier League team and subs bench that I think will cope and I use the word cope um and I think that the the squad the squad would be okay however it's a long season if we get any injuries that squad soon becomes not good enough and then we will be in in a in a, in a pickle um, and with all this onset and lack of clarity this is why people draw their own conclusions and you know it's a perfect storm at the moment um, and I, I just think I just think he's got to he's got to um, he doesn't need to come out I just read that comment he doesn't need to come out and tell us Dylan's wrong we said this on this day what fans want to know is, okay, Jeff, what's the plan now in the next five years? The European Champions League team promised that you said six years ago, gone. We, you know, that's, that ship sailed. Um, it, it's it's where we're we going now. Where, where, where are we at? What journey are we on now? And I think because nobody knows, you know, people people just end up making their own conclusions. And and having a manager doing this is is pretty unsettling. Um, so I get I get what you're saying. I get I get that side of the argument. I think in reality, like you said, it's not the far arc at left where you know it's a Teggy going against the board and everything's right Everything's rosy at the club and and uh, there's no problems. We aren't there, and I don't think we're we're at the other end where you know. Um, it's fantastic, fine, everything's going to the plan will be okay, but it's somewhere in the middle, middle really, and that's where, that's where I think we are. Um, what it's not good for is having this going on at this time of the season. Absolutely. I don't like it, and I don't like, it's fair enough, him doing his interviews and saying stuff on Club TV, when you've got players coming back into the squad that have been there before, so you've got to remember, Doherty was there in the Nuno days, so, that was when we were buzzing, you know. That that you know, we nearly did it. We were FA Cup semi-finals, Europa League. A couple of little tactical mistakes, I think, in a couple of matches. a Whole different thing. So yeah, you know, and that and that for me as a Wolves fan is the most sustained successful period. I, I I say successful loosely because we didn't win anything, but it's the the most prominent position as a Wolves fan I've I've had in my life supporting them. So, there's a lot to thank Frozen and for and what they've done. I think, I think some of the angst around people are fearful of what's happened to the club in the past. And when we start seeing smoky mirrors, cloak and dagger, smoke smoke without fire, people start thinking we've been there before and we have. And um, I think that's why we've got this angst in some of the supporters. underwritten by golden rule insurance company they offer flexible budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals get more cool facts about united healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com
1: away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery you in order now on the mcdonald's app At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mate, uh, Adrian, Richard, said Chris, we're in a situation like many many other clubs agreed.
0: Um, I don't see any of the Premier League team having the manager coming out saying that um, we've got no money, we can't buy anything. So I don't think we are in the same position as any of the Premier League team. I think all Premier League teams have got financial
1: or maybe the other managers are a bit more disciplined in the fact that they uh, respect um, the, how it is. I'm, and I'm not saying Lopetegui. I just want to make it clear again, because I know that people like you know, Paul are pulling me up on here. Do I want Lopetegui to go? No. Would I prefer large back? No. Do I want Lopetegui to take this squad? I think Paul puts, um, I'm just going to go back to Paul's last comment. Um, surely if he's an elite manager, he can do something with the present squad absolutely yes is that good he can and you know well I, I, think...
0: I, I don't know Dave. i mean look let's take it out of football you know there's only so many things you can do with a potato at the end of the day it's still a potato you can make it you look different. different potato yeah but you can you can but you can make it look different at the end of yeah. the day it's still the same thing yeah you know so i i, I yes you can coach him you can develop him but you know that's some of them I don't think are develop, developable. We might get onto them later on. but
1: Yeah. Uh, and Mitchell Chambers wants to make a point here. Seems like a lot of supporters have forgotten about the spending in January in an effort to bolster the squad. A number of these players didn't work out, but that isn't due to Fosent's negligence, which comes back again to the recruitment. Uh, although saying that the, the, most of the players in January did work out, it was the, uh, it was the summer side. Oh, I think the
0: January window was good, summer was terrible. Uh, I wouldn't use the word spending for the summer. I would I said we spent wisely in January, but in the summer I think we just wasted money. And that 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 is down to scouting, that is down to the um development squad. Uh, we know he was doing it before the, the football um development guy sellers. So he was um you know, and, and obviously he's moved on. Uh, at the end of the day. Uh, it's it's still it's still the club that's spending the money.
1: Absolutely, we're in the situation there. So whilst we um, we're going to come back to this in a second, but like if there's anyone out there that can actually detail because it's a point that's been made there about the spending up until this window, I want to know if someone watching this chat can tell me what players and how much we have paid for in the last four windows. How much? Uh, Fosun, Wolves have spent and also I want to know <laughs> how much in the previous four windows how much Fosun have sold players and I want us to, I, I just want to know facts, what is the difference between how much has been spent and how much has uh, has been sold up until this window where we're obviously seeing a lot of players going out and about
0: I think, wait- I think on top of that Dave what we need to look at, because people it's, people look at money in and money out. What we have got to also look at is what we spent, what we've still got left in the club, and what we think that's worth now. Because this is this is the problem. We've yep. done we've done Nevises. We've done a really good job with him. We sold him on. Jota was a fantastic deal. We sold him on, although we we've had it back at one pound a year for the next forty eight right, years. Yeah. Whatever, that's right. Yeah. Which it, has it caused some of this issue. Um, and you've got and and people say why is it caused it because that that income is spread over a longer period and you're not getting that big hit back on the money so it's it's that's what the issues are but the the you know i i would say we are now if you go back 3 years and you look at what we invested and the value of the players we had at hand i think it we're in a great position if you look at the players that we've got now in the club what they're worth i don't think so you go through, you know, start at the top, Nunez It's not worth what we paid for him, and he's a lot a lot, he's he's worth a lot less this year than he was last year. Um, might come good, great. I get it. Prospect, but we've lost money. Fabio came on this he looked quite good. Don't want to say too much about that at the moment, but
1: we'll come on to Fabio.
0: He's not he's not, not worth the money that we paid for him. And this is you know, straight away there, that's 70 million. That's what our problem. Our our, get our residual get this, our residual assets on our, our register. They're not worth what we pay for them. So that's that's the model when it started off great, where we were buying players and selling them. You know, Brighton are doing it. You know, people people do it. You've got to do it you, because of financial fair play. You've got to cut your cloth accordingly. You've got to get money by investing and cashing in on it when you can. The, the the issue we've got now is that those investments have been not very sound and we've probably wasted money. I,
1: yeah. Chris I, I mean I, look I, look
0: at look at Polinia last year. We could have got Polinia, not bought Nunes. Well I know I, what I, he did. again
1: I know, in regards to Polinia, I know for a fact that that's probably Jeff She's biggest regret because I spoke to someone about who knows Jeff and talks to Jeff and they wish they'd have bought him Polinia. I mean, uh, we to be honest, Pelina, I know for a full fact, thought he was coming to Wolves. He was ready to come to Wolves. And it was Jeff that decided no. And then we didn't get him. And then he's gone and been a, such a big success at um, at Fulham. And obviously, his value has gone up a lot because we've seen other clubs that are offering more money to uh, to get him. So that was a missed one. Uh, value for money. We, I mean, was, we talked about Pelina for about 18 months. Um, I'm absolutely right in regards to um, some of the signings that were made, Um, Mm. you know, paying over the odds. Geddes, Geddes was a a large signing, basically. Um, It was offered, and Mm. that's how Morgan ended up going out the door and Mm. Geddes come in, and it's just been 30-odd million of complete waste. I I just
0: think it's wrong, Dave, to say, this is what we've had in, this is what we've sold because you've got to look at what we have bought and what we've got because Chris, I Chris, think that's part of the problem. I
1: agree. I think we all agree with that. But like equally we can say we bought in Martinho for 5 million and how Great signing. We get him and Dawson was bought for 5 million and what did we pay for Lavina and Tim Nunes probably was more than we want. But my point is and I'm still waiting for someone to to put in the chat the, what was spent in the last two years and what was gone out in terms of like the players. So please, if there's someone that can do that, I I like to work in facts. And the point that I want... and What I'm trying to understand by someone hopefully being able to research this and give that, it's not about how the club, Sellers, Jeff, and all those have spent the money. It's about how much money Foson have given... And backed, and the people within the club are—they're the ones that spend the money. They're mm-hmm. the ones that make the decisions. Jeff shee is the one that ultimately he, everything goes through. Jeff, absolutely everything. I, I mean, every little appointment pretty much goes through to be signed off by by Jeff. He's over—he's literally over everything. Obviously, Sellers was involved. Now we've got Matt Hobbs uh, that's involved, and I think he's done a decent job since he's come in in January.
0: What I'd say with that, Dave, is if Jeff does that. Jeff maybe needs to find people under him that can do some of those things properly. So we need a sporting director. Do you agree? I I think we need people in the club below Jeff that can that are empowered, can look at look at people, make decisions, and and do do elements of things without every bit of paper being pushed to the the, the guy that's running the club for folks and, and allow him to look at the strategical big buy decisions and look at it properly without worrying about signing pieces of paper to get painting done and stuff like that that's that's the problem if you get if you get so much on that you're swamped you don't you you end up becoming a um doing things lots of different things badly rather than doing some things really well so maybe yes sporting director um You know, I don't know know the ins and outs about what goes on in the club and who is appointed to do what and whether every single decision point in the business is coming back to Jeff Seaty signed off. If it is, then, you know, that seems a little crazy.
1: No, it is. And I think it would help Jeff um, if we did have, like, like a sporting director um, that could come in. uh, Because everything goes into him at the moment and he should be overseeing everything. Hold on. Um, we're getting some in some stuff coming through there. No, I'm not on about in this window, Carl. I want to know. We know that Boobacar is coming for nine, the last four windows, i.e. last January, last summer, the January before and the summer before is what I'm looking for, is the total spend incoming and outgoing on those four windows. Anyway, we've, mm-hmm. let's move on from that. Um We've got our opinions and thoughts on that. And talking to a lot of fans in and around Dublin, there's a very mixed view from people that are very sort of angry to people that are like not, not ha- angry with Fosun to people that are like not so happy with Lopetegui for what But let's talk about the friendlies. Okay. Um, Porto and, um, and Celtic, what did you make of it, Chris?
0: I only saw the first half of the Porto game. I think I was away. Um, uh, High press seemed to be doing well. Neto looked like he was uh, playing well. Uh, Reports back said it was um, reasonably decent performance. First proper run out, I think. Um, Obviously, we weren't yesterday. And it was yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yesterday. I've lost my days this weekend. Oh, no. um, <laughs> um, first 20 minutes yesterday more yesterday were a disaster. Um we I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what was going on. Dawson was all over the shop. He, he and and as a result, so was Kilman. Um we were being ripped apart. Lamina was doing his dropping back in bit, but leaving a massive hole that they were they were exploiting. I mean, it's a friendly. I don't want to say Brendan Rodgers has done his own work and watched us and come up plant a bit. I don't think they're doing that in friendlies. They're both concentrating on their own little um, thing. So, um, first 20 minutes, I was... um, Well, for the 20
1: minutes, we were being taken apart. Um, That that, uh, Japanese lad was basically getting in the pocket. They were losing him, and he was causing all sorts of issues. And... uh, I think you said on the reaction it was like Celtic were taking it as a serious game and Wolves were like taking it as like oh, a bit of a friendly until they woke up. They did sort it out.
0: Yeah, there was an, a, a moment maybe after thirty minutes where he got in, um, he got in again in the pocket behind Lamina and came, um, tried to go around the outside of Dawson, but Dawson had wised up to it then, and he just got his body in the way and, and snuffed it out. And I think at that point then. It kind of changed. We we did well for the last six or seven minutes of the first half and got 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 going. And second half is a different story. I thought we played um, well, yeah. But it, it's not about it's not just about pace, Craig, because it's about positioning. And what Dawson did was realise where he needed to be positioned to stop the guy getting past him, and that's what they did. But the first twenty minutes it, it was running rings around him, and it was just because they weren't positioning themselves properly it was it was pretty poor the um second half I thought we um I thought we played well second half um the the final third attacking midfield um side of the game we were, I thought we were excellent second half um we were getting down the wings we were beating people we were crossing the ball um it 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 was uh, it was a good performance got the uh penalty it was a penalty it wasn't a dive um which is put away nicely. I wasn't confident he was going to put it away, but he, he did. He did put, took it away nicely. Um, could, I think, I think i said yesterday, it was a draw. It was probably fair. I could have understood if we'd have got beat three, one, because that we were just so bad in the first 20 minutes. And then afterwards, I, you know, we could, have we could have, we could have turned it missed Nunez, Mr. Sitter. And the, the first one, it, it, yeah, I, I, I don't want to get on the guy's back. Um, I've said enough times I've been on the hill for what I think about him. Um, but in that nearly went out the stadium and he was six yards on the goal. Um, he, he, he he didn't anticipate in the second half. He could have run onto one that came off the post and it was a simple tapping and he was caught on his heels. Um, great, great getting out of close control of the ball and break and surging forward. But I wish he. Um, I wish he would have um I wish <laughs> I wish Nunes would do the bit, get clear, and get rid of the ball. because um, what he tends to do, he, he, we we end up not making anything of his good skill. And um that, that's where I was. but I thought thought it was a good game. Um subs came on. Um he's very interesting, um very interesting with Doherty. Um and um uh, <laughs> and um Silver, I said to you, obviously, I said I can see these two linking up well. And and it, it kind of worked the reserve, reverse way that I thought it would do. Um so that's gonna be interesting because you've got Samado who some people didn't play, said didn't play very well. well. I thought he was really good yesterday. Yeah, I uh, All right. really good attacking. We've gotta we've gotta understand he, he's he's a He's an attacking force. And uh that's nice Dinny. <laughs> and um we we crossing the ball in from the wings. And there's nobody getting on the end of it. This is what Sassa's there for. Um, so I think you're gonna see maybe quite a bit in the season if Sassa gets fit. Someedo crossing the ball into the box with him hopefully on the end of it. And then I think we might see a change where we bring Doherty on. And um, he's linking up with silver and coming in, which is really effective. Is it? Was can, I, was... can I? come in on this point for
1: Sean Walsh? He said for last yeah. season and a half, not really had a clue what the system is. Someone please tell me. I'll try and come back on some of the points that Chris has mentioned there. So, Lopetegui tends to try and play a more of a four-three-three type formation. You've seen that that he's had Neto, Sarabia, Kuna up front. You've had Hodge. Uh, Nunez, Lamina in midfield, and then you've got your, your back four. Now, I know a lot of people have said about the wing-backs, um, the way that Lopetegui plays, or played at Sevilla, he, like, you talk about Lamina, he has a midfielder that does the job of dropping back when the wing-backs go forward. That player in this Wolves system is Lamina. Now, Wolves, as Paul I think has also pointed out, um, or a couple of people was point, we seem to be playing a much higher line this year. Um, and as such, as such, against Porto and yesterday, it's early doors especially, we did get caught with that ball over the top, down the angles because it's quite narrow, and they were getting in, and we were losing players, Matt Kilman and. Dawson, especially, were losing that chap and getting in the pocket. Um, and then we got, like you said, he comes in the middle and then there's like a big gap from to yeah. come through. That system, I think, can work for us, but the balance has got to be exactly right. It's got to be like a perfectly tuned machine because one mistake uh, that doesn't coordinate, the gaps open up and it can be exploited. You talked about United and Rashford getting in that pocket, what they could destroy us with. Yeah, that. yeah. Um, you talked about that, but it did get better as the game were well on. Against Porto, we came out the blocks really early. What I like to see and what I've been enjoying with this Lopetegui team in pre-season, it was a similar team that he started against Celtic that he did against Porto. No Gomez started on the or anything like that. I like the fact, uh, especially against Porto, we high-pressed. We hassled them. We got an early goal against them, very similar to how Celtic got an early goal towards by has out I mean, Lamina had a great game, but he he held on to the ball far too long, lost it. Yeah, and then he had they, a square they...
0: pass, didn't he? he? Had a square pass into Dawson that he could have laid the ball off twice. He didn't turned a little bit to the left. The guy got round him, got the ball off him. End of story. That's Absolutely.
1: And um, so the, my, my my point is that we did learn as we went through. I thought we grew into the game. Um. And we, we were creating some really exciting passages of play. It was the same old, same old, finishing last ball. Kuna, you know, had a great headed opportunity, went past the post. Uh, he, he, he nearly scored from a tight angle, which, uh, as you said, Nunes didn't get on to the end to balls into the yeah,
0: box. He had, the a, he had another one where he got the ball. Uh, we attacked down the right, he got the ball, but he, he sort of screwed it. Why did the uh, keeper's right and right and post with his right foot, and he should have gone across the keeper? Really, he, he had a few chances, Kuna. He
1: he did he did have a, good, a few chances and stuff like that. And I, I was quite impressed uh, with him. Um, and I thought you know after the first 15, 20 minutes, with the better tight side, we deserve, definitely deserved a. a a point, a draw, uh, was a penalty, even though a load of Celtic fans have left in the comments that he was a diver, this, that and the other, it's like, at the end of the day, it was soft, a uh, heart, made an error, he did clip him, he went down, it's in the box, it's a penalty, you know, if you touch the player
0: and don't get the ball, I don't know what Celtic fans are watching, it's a penalty. It's a penalty, Dave, what What? Joe Archer done, down his near post. Because Doherty had the ball virtually on the, you know, it was virtually on the corner line anyway. He didn't need to come out, and he, he's created, he's created the opportunity for the penalty to be given. That's what he's done, and it,
1: and it was a very well taken penalty as well. We put it away, and I think it's clear that what Wolves have got, um, we have a lot of talent in our side. We have a lot of quality in our side. We do. Um, We've got about the first, I don't know, 16, 17 in the squad are quite, you know, it's quite good up until that sort of point. It's after that, that's quite weak, uh, where the, the depth is. And that's the problem, I think, and what as the fans can see. If we pick up some injuries, as has happened in the last two or three years, we pick up two or three injuries. We're threadbare. You know, which is what Lopetegui wants, two players in every position. Um, He wants to be able to swap and change. That's what he's looked at. We looked at, the when we talk about the Nuno side, how great that was. He used to operate on about 18 first-team players, a really small squad, and we were super successful. The squad that we've got at the moment, there's loads gone out, but it was too fat. It was too big. We've had to move players out. And what we need is somewhere in the middle. And... You know, I think with the players that we've got, if they all stay fit and they get some playing, we'll we'll be okay in terms of like staying up, but we ain't gonna cut we ain't we're not probably gonna pull up any trees. We need the there needs to be another three or four players to come in during the rest of this window.
0: I, I agree. I think I think I can see every reason why this team with two or three additions would would definitely leave us where we were last year. Um, I would be worried if we didn't make any acquisitions. I think if we were to lose one or two players through injury, I think we would be, we'd be in the bottom. We we'd be struggling, and that that that's my worry. If they if they come good and get three or four and gives us that depth. What I really would like to see, we talked about plans and processes a lot um, over this summer. I would like to see a plan of playing a different system. And, right, and yeah. have it having having a plan B or a plan C, Z, whatever you want to call it, but a plan to play differently. If we if we talk about two players in every position, great. But that really means all you're ever gonna do is likely play somebody who's not as good as in there in the first place, because that's why they're not playing. A, a, of players that are going to play the same way because it's two people in every position to set positions. I'd like to see us have a different way of playing because we'll get, you know, one thing with the premier league is this is high level coaches and they, they understand and What a lot of coaches understand to do first is to stop the other team having an effect. And, and I think if we don't ever change our, um, our playing style, because we need to, we we we'll get found out quite easy.
1: Yeah, ab- absolutely, I and mean, we have got to wait and see. Uh, I I think that I, I think that the central defender has got to come in. Um That Nico Elve or whatever his name is from um, from the from the Bundesliga. I hope they we'll get that one. Out. The Scott thing's still bubbling away. It said that he's uh, Lopetegui's primary target, so we'll see what happens with that. Obviously, Bristol City. Are trying to create a bidding wall yeah. around Scott to so get that £25 million. Obviously, I think it's a, a spine,
0: Dave. I think what we want is a spine. The three do you know, what, do you, know what, you know what is midfield? funny, though? I mean, we've got play, we will quite rightly
1: criticize overspending on players £35 million on silver and you know, £30 million on Geddes and stuff like that. And then you've got the thing with Scott. Where they're trying to get value for money, and people are going, just spend the next four, an extra five million. It don't matter, you know. It's like, it's like on the one hand, you've got like, well they, they, they're not being savvy enough that they, they're overpaying for players, and then on the other hand, you've got people that go, well, if they want him, just spend the extra five million. It doesn't matter. So you're kind of like damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't.
0: Yeah, of course so, but that's created because. We've got ourselves in a position where they do just spend the damn money and they've wasted it. So yeah. now people say, Well, you've done it all along, so just carry on. You're, argue, argue, you're arguing about five million, just do it and get the player in. I I I can see why people get that way. Oh, I, no, I,
1: but I I, could. I, I yeah. can as well. It's like if we want him, go and get him before someone else gets him. But then if he doesn't work out, why have we paid twenty five million for him? It, it, it's kind um, of what, it, what happens you don't really is what know happens, transfer, last... do you, until you no, see him
0: no, playing? But We've talked about it already. Um, just think back to the summer and uh, last summer, and look at Polina.
1: It, well, exactly. Uh, but the, the thing is, they, that wasn't the fact that they uh, they wouldn't pay the money. It's the fact that Jeff decided he didn't want him. Um, and large of course, he's ever. he's like, an
0: experienced individual in players and and the capabilities. He was he was coming season.
1: to Wolves a hundred percent, mate, and it was Wolves that it, it was done. He was ready to come for it, the fee that it, they it, wanted. And they decided, for whatever reason, they weren't going to bring him in. He's gone to Fulham. He's been a sensation. His value is now almost triple.
0: Dave, do you think if Jeff C came out of a statement and said, yeah, um, things have gone a little bit awry here, and this is what we're going to try to do, put, on start. put put things on the right track. We messed up last year with Polina. It's a big regret. I wish we'd have bought him. It's, it's shown me a few things that I, I should we should think about as a club and change the way we're doing forward no wolves fans are going to sl- slate the bloke for coming out and saying that at all you know they're not
1: you know what it's funny you should say that because again i had this conversation with someone from inside the club last week um in the, you know you know who, you know someone that's, you know that knows these sort of things and stuff it was a, a chat and i asked the question about uh are we going to be doing an ass wolves is, she, is Jeff going to come and talk? And he's like, he doesn't really, it's not his kind of way that he's done. I said, well, he's done interviews before. And he says, like, when he's done interviews before, things get taken out of context because of the language and stuff like that and twisted and to a narrative that suits that person. So you kind of like, if he comes out and speaks, there is an element of the fan base that are going to go fairer play, but there's another lot that are going to twist what he says and he's going to turn it into something else that he ain't meant to be. And I think that's the reason why Jeff doesn't come out, but he could still release a statement or something. We had
0: this conversation, I think we did yesterday. If you've got 40% of your fans that are on the dark side of the moon and whatever they come out with, whatever they state, they're not doing enough. They're not doing it right. They're they're all useless. Armageddon, that sort of stuff. Um, You're always going to have those people. You have people on the light side of the moon that will see see the good or the see 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 things differently. But if you don't say anything, what you what you're in danger of doing is turning the people that are on the light side into, I don't want what's happening here. I'm being kept in the dark, and they end up on the dark side of the moon. And and that's what I think the problem is now. Don't don't not put things out because you think some sort of, some people are going to slate you for it. That's life. Every you know, uh, mate, every, every decision we all make in life. And if Jeff
1: She and anyone from the board is watching this, you know, maybe they do, maybe they don't. I don't know, but I think it's it would be good to hear from the chairman. You know, if he doesn't want to come on to, um, if he doesn't want to go onto the Wolves channel, he's more than happy to come on here and have an natter with us, which is you know that would be amazing, but won't happen. But like, I think it would be great to hear from from. From you know, from the captain of the ship, from Jeff, um, mm. because I think fans they haven't heard from him for a little bit of light. And like, the, if he's got the um, the balls to come out and talk and put some talk about the project and where we're at and stuff, people will listen. But like, obviously, he's getting a bit of stick. Yesterday, he, he you know, only in April and May when Wolves and you know February, March, April, May. Everyone was singing about Jeffrey She went went to Monaco in his Lamborghini, bought us back a manager, went and then he went and got them They're all singing about his shopping spree. And they weren't singing, singing that out yesterday, were they? they no now he's on a space opera. Uh, yeah, and, 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 and the thing
0: and, is, Dave, that's the away fans. And it's like Bully said in that that pub, the away fans are the you know, they're the ones that have always been the yeah force behind high walls and uh when you've got them singing things like that then it's yeah, yeah I, I just think they just need he talked about being the captain of the ship if the captain of the ship tells all the oarsmen where they've got to go they all are in the same direction some of them may not want to go there but they've all been told where to go they exactly. all know where we're going no and there is no there's no um it looks like we're rudderless at the moment. So, we're going around in circles, going backwards, you know, because we're not going in the same path. Here's, a, got to.
1: here's a, the answer to that question. Total incomes from the last four windows is saying it's 81.24 million. Total expenditure from the last four windows, 184. So, that's a difference of 103 million. Um, That's what that's being said. I absolutely- so, so, if you look
0: at that then, Dave, 103 million, and you look at the first 11 that started on. Started yesterday. Um, how much of that are you getting back?
1: Well, apparently, the squad's value that someone said it's about over 300 million, so we'll have yeah. to wait and see. I think it yeah, would that, be helpful whoever that
0: is that whoever says 300 million is looking in Cloud Cuckoo Yeah, I, I think.
1: Um, yeah. the message from here, from most fans here, is tell me if I'm wrong. If you if, if I'm wrong on this, say no. If I'm right, say yes. We would like to hear from our chairman, Jeff Shee come out and talk, you know, about the plans for Wolves, um, where we're at, just be totally honest, transparent, you know, where we're at, let's see the other side of the uh, the balance, and, you know, come out and, and just talk. People, some people might go in and moan about it, but a lot of people will give them, a, you know, if you, if you come out, if you've made a mistake... I'm always one of these people, if something's gone wrong or you've made a mistake and you're man enough to come out and go, look, I hold my hand up. We've made some mistakes. We're listening to you. This is the situation. You know, as I was told, Wolves are in a reset this this year. Villa, people go on about Aston Villa. I've been told they're going to be exactly the same boat as us next window um, when it comes to next summer. That's where Villa will be, is where Wolves will be. Wolves are having to reset and be very creative at the moment. But we need to hear from our chairman and we're, we're asking, you know, please come on. Please come on and please come on to Wolves Media, do an interview with Johnny Phillips or whoever it is and just talk um, or put a statement out. Let's hear from, from from Jeff. That would be be amazing. And most Wolves fans will give you credit for that at the moment, which is just deafening silence, which is and Matt Hobbs is having to pick up the pieces. Let's move on now to uh, some more transfers uh, Ryan Giles going out to Luton, what do you make
0: of that? Not happy. I um, I cannot understand. And I know people will say, Lopetegui's looked at him and doesn't, doesn't want him. That's why he's gone. If we are in the um, dire situation that we are with uh, investment and needing players to boost your squad, why on earth would we take paltry five millions, one millions, two millions for players like Giles, Sanderson. Why haven't we got Lembert Kisa in the squad? We've loaned him out. This is, this is where, um, you know, you, you you build your squad and you, you have a squad and, and the, these are three homegrown players that the club's invested lots of money in over the years to, to promote them through. um, And I, you know, I I don't think fans will get upset if we see these young kids coming through and we try and use them and at least prove actually sorry. Then you know you've had a year. You can't you can't cut it. We're going to sell you on. I, I especially this season where we've got this issue of potentially not being able to sign too much. Um, I, I think we should have used them to bolster the squad numbers.
1: Absolutely. Now I'm obviously going to come back on on Giles because there was a statement put out on why Giles has gone. It was made very clear in that statement that it was um, it was Doolin that didn't want him. Um, I can back that up because I spoke um, <laughs> to his agent.
0: I was there, Dave. You were
1: there. <laughs> you were there.
0: You were. So, so I I I get, I get that, but was was that before he knew what was? Going on, if he doesn't know, it, well, It's there's it, it, so it, much conjecture. To, you don't know.
1: In the, he told us um, that Lop- Ryan Giles has gone back to Wolves for three or four weeks. Um, mm. th- he'd like him to stay at Wolves. Lopetegui is going to make that decision. If he doesn't keep him, then there are cl- two two clubs. We were told the two clubs, Middlesbrough and Luton, that want to take him. Yeah, um, and the, the, the fact of the matter is. Um, which is why, again, I'm talking about like there's got to be some balance on this where the insinuation is, oh, they're just sold out from under me. That's not actually factually correct. Cause no, I get of that. Time, he, most of the time, that is not true. He does have a say. And for a full fact, it was the manager that decided not to keep Giles. And subsequently, they didn't want to send him out on loan anymore. He's got to move. It is with add-ons. Whatever they are, probably looting, staying up stuff. And like what Man City do with a lot of their players, they put a buyback clause in, so yeah. Wolves would get first dibs to buy him back. Um, but so
0: but, 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 I get that, Dave, and I agree, and it was his decision. as We were told it was his decision. Um, but did he make that decision not in the knowledge of what now has become apparent? Because it, it seems to me, going back to the Lopetegui thing, that I think he understands that... I think he understood there were some boundaries in May, yep. which frustrated yep. him. And I think the issue, and I think it was, the guy looks like he's scowling all the time to me at the moment. He's not happy, angry, happy bunny. Is it that that situation has changed and he wasn't told about it? And as he made these decisions already, because he didn't think, we were going to be in this position that we now are because he wasn't told.
1: The way I, the way I understood it, and the way when we had that conversation, it seemed to me the way it was put across to me, yeah, we'd like him to stay. It's up to Julen, but we, I mean, it was said we don't think he's going to want him. Yeah. Um, he wants, you know, it, and I, I, I think that's just a decision that's been made by the manager. I mean, he's got like, I mean, he's you, you see who he's playing in those positions and stuff like that. I mean, Wang's not starting. Gomez hasn't been starting. Hodge has been starting in the middle. And you have to say, fair play to the manager because Hodge was absolutely magnificent against Chelsea. I mean, like it, well, I think
0: back. he was good. He was good against Porto as well, wasn't he? So, he's,
1: And yeah. maybe, you know, you've got to trust the manager when he's looking at the squad to decide who fits in the way he wants to play best. And we do wonder why, you know, we've bought in, again, Gomez spent a lot of money. Joe Hodge, again... We've got him, picked him up for the cheap from Manchester City. That's good investment, you know, from their academy. And he's keeping the likes of them at the moment, two weeks before the start of the season, out thing. And he was brilliant. He was getting in for tackles. He was doing the simple stuff, you know. And if he's good, if he's the best one in training and he's saying, right, you're my man and I'm playing you, that's going to boost that kid's confidence up. And he looks like he belongs, didn't he? But so it should so be. Out. So
0: that that's good management, isn't it? He's yeah, seen him and he's saying, you know. So yeah, I don't know, Dave. Like we say, a statement, uh, uh you know, a revised mission statement of where we want to be and what's going on this summer. It, it's just if you heard something that could make let you make sense of it. The the thing is, we just don't know, and and none of us know. And and anything that we hear, we will will conclude things. Some people conclude things different to others, and that's how we are. Um, Absolutely, I, I, I'm so, you know. I'm glad he's got. I'm glad you know he's he's a local kid. He's he's for me. He, he uh, my son went to school with his brother. He, he doesn't live far from me, so um, but he does now. Um, but he, um, you know, to see him getting on in his professional career, great. I I, I really would have liked to have seen him be given a chance in in a, in a in a wall shirt. Um, for a sustained period. Uh, I talked about not having a plan B, C, but turning those two full-backs into wing-backs and playing on the back five uh, would have been a different plan. And then you've got somebody that is doing that in the Championship and was the best it, which is a shame. But their decision's been made, and, and we just got to get on with it, haven't we?
1: Absolutely. It's been made, and we do wish Ryan all the best because he's been at Walls for 15 years. Wolves have made a big profit on him. They will make more money on him. They've got an option to buy him back. Um, and he's gone to a guy that is um, a big Wolves fan himself, Rob Edwards, who, uh, you know, you know, go to Luton. I wouldn't be surprised to see Ryan playing for Luton on Wednesday. Uh, the only thing i say that, Dave,
0: about we've made a big profit on him. We
1: could have made a bigger we've profit. Made a big,
0: we've made a big profit on him based on what he's cost us, which is nothing because he's a youth player. How much is it the cost to put a replacement in there for that calibre player in the squad?
1: Mate, I agree. I think £5 yeah. million is way too, way too low, but they, we don't know what the add-ons is. It might no. go up to £10 million. And as I say, Wolf put the add-ons so light. Like, they've tried to protect their investment. He's been on loan so many times. And it's not fair on the kid, really. Yeah, we're just no. going to keep loaning you out. He's had seven loans. So you can understand why they've sold him. They've sold him to someone that has taken him from a young age, knows him well. Um Rob Edwards. Um hopefully his career will develop and maybe we will see him back at Wolves. Um you, you don't know, do you? Um no. let's move on to um Fabio Silva, mate. Um came okay. on for the last 15 minutes in the last two games. We saw him first And The one thing that I will will think, will say about Fabio before we get on to the performance, he is a is a young man that was let dropped into it when Raul got injured scored four goals, two home and away against the Buggies. Uh, there's a lot of fans on social, as tends to happen, turn on things very, very quickly, gave him a lot of stick. We've heard about that, how that's affected him, how he's not really happy to come back in some ways. What was really positive away at Celtic, the away fans were there, you know, he was warming up on the touchline, they were singing his name, asking, Fabio, Fabio, give us a wave. He turned around, he had, smile. he had such a big smile on his face. You know, they sang his song and stuff like that. And he needs to feel wanted. He needs to feel wanted and appreciated. as a young man. Um, mm. And it was good for the Wolves fans that were there that they showed that. It's come on, you've seen him firsthand yesterday for a short period of time. What's your, what's your, take, and what, what's your take on Fabio going forward? And you guys in the channel... I want to know, do you, would you want to keep Fabio or would you sell him if we got £25 million?
0: Uh, My view on Fabio is if you've outmade that sort of money, and I guess uh, you sometimes want to take uh, him out of the um, hostile environment that was being created. I don't think it was that hostile, to be fair. Um, I think if you spend that sort of money... You've got to back yourselves and keep him and use him. So I think we've wasted two years with I know we've extended his contract to cover that, but it's not just about contract length and protecting investment. It's about getting the asset into the squad and developing him. And, and I'm not so sure the first part of his um, the first part of his loan has really helped him that much. Second one, I think, has as turned it around, he looked fit yesterday. He had a immediate effect. On the game yesterday when he came on, um, like I say, I think he's going to work better with Doherty at the uh, as a right back because um, he gets the ball into feet and he, he you know a little layoff Doherty was in and uh, got the penalty. Um, so I, I expect him to be utilised. i I'd be I'd be very upset if he goes uh, because then it's. It's just you know fire sale time, isn't it? And then we, you know we we can get it. But I, I I think playing him alongside Sasa as as a front two um, would work. So that might be the plan B. Um, but yeah, I, I he did well yesterday. Um, looks fit. Looks enthused. I think um, I think we'll see how he gets on.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, the one thing that I... I mean, I know Doc's... They've had a little bit of criticism for bringing Doc in. I think that's really shrewd business on a free. Um, Again, what Doc does do for you is... We've seen it so many times the overlap coming in late into the penalty area. We got the goal for that. We talked about that before the game. It was like you watch what happens. And you were almost right, because if Fabio took the penalty, you'd have said Doc could have created it and Fabio finished it, but it was yeah, cool What I actually
0: was said was Doc could get in and get get and get Fabio in. And it actually happened the other way around. He came into Fabio. He did a little fit through and then Doc was in and brought down. So yeah, um, I could see those working, you know, you could see how he was holding the ball up and 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 yeah, he looks a lot stronger than he was. He's matured. Let's see.
1: Absolutely. Well, yeah, I, what, the one thing that I liked when he came on was he was ultra positive. Uh, his movement is fantastic. The one thing I've always said about Fabio Silva is his move he, he's, he, you can't teach a striker movement, how they drop, how they go, how they run to the front post, how they make the little runs in behind. The, what you've got to have is teammates that can see those runs, see what he's going to do, understand where he's going to go to get him in. It's like if you had Halland in Wolves' side last year, he would have struggled to have got 10 goals on his own, probably five. You've got to have the players that have got the ability to make the right pass at the right time to see the movement, to know what's going to happen. And although there was lots of positive against Celtic and against Porto, and we did get a good goal in the penalty area, you know, actually six-yard box, Neto, who's looked very, very promising. And we should have had another one with Neto coming across and, like you say, Nuno coming in and then Nunes coming in and tapping. Kuna played really well, but he was heavy on his touch for that one shot when he was in at 1-1, one, one, should have been 2 yeah. It's that final ball we saw some of the balls over being over. So,
0: had a good effort as well, didn't he? If you remember, he, he had that little corner at the edge of the box, and that was close. That was a close. Um, heart was stranded, yeah,
1: absolutely. So, there's yeah. lots of possibility again. It's that final ball that they've got to get right. That you know, we can see what he's trying to do. That I like the press that Lopetegui is trying to bring in. You can see how they're trying to move the ball and play out and pass out. And it's a bit more direct than the side-to-side crab stuff that we were seeing. Uh, because of that, I think the defence is a little bit more suspect because they're taking more chances in terms of trying to play the ball out and then mistakes are going to be made. We saw saw had a heart in, his, in our mouths a couple of times, but he did well playing the ball out. But, like, again, we've got friendly against Luton where I think there'll be quite a few changes. We'll probably see, um, hopefully, we'll see Sa, uh, uh, mm. Sasha, uh, Gomez, <laughs> yep. Wang, all of those that will start. And then against Rennes on the Saturday, we'll probably get a really good idea on the starting lineup. which that's going team, to be against yeah. United. Yeah. I'm hoping... I
0: mean, Go on, Chris. Sasha, Sas- for me, I am concerned that we are not... I guess he's had a... Um... He's had a, a, a big injury and I know what we did last year with him and, and rushed him back. Um I'm concerned he's not getting enough minutes early on. Uh, if you look at the time to develop him to play a full ninety minutes, I don't think we'll see that till maybe the end of September.
1: I think you might be yeah. right with Sashry. I mean I, I really want to see Sasha Kalajic and how we can play with him and mm. Get crosses into him because he's a he's tall lad, you know. And maybe some of those crosses that were fitted in yesterday were just going above (laughs) the heads of everyone else. He would have been maybe on the end of them, but we'll see. Um, And we'll have to wait and uh, absolutely see with regards to that, Um, guys. This is the time of the uh, of the podcast where you can now send in your questions for me and Chris for the last ten minutes to finish off with. If you are enjoying the content, please let YouTube know. It takes you a second. Smash a like. If you're brand new or want to get involved in the chat, I'd just ask that you uh, support the channel by subscribing and becoming a a new subscriber. That would be amazing. So if you've got any questions for Chris from his take first-hand yesterday or for me or for both of us, uh, go. Uh, Gaz Wolves, Chris, wants to say, do you think 433 is the formation that he's going to go with?
0: I think it's Jaylos formation. I think that's what he's going to play. Um what I'd like to see him do which I've mentioned earlier is have a different plan if that doesn't work. If we play 4-3-3 all season, you know, a lot of the Premier League play uh, managers will find a way. I don't think we've got that much quality in the squad that we can play 4-3-3 all season and other managers can try and stop it but it won't work you know i just don't think we have that level of uh, quality so having a different option i think is what i'm looking to see peter one of the five fellow
1: members who were uh, members of the channel if you want to become a member of the channel we had four join last week make sure you do and then we'll give you the link on the community tab to get onto the discord private members discord there's some definite debate that goes on in there um, we will. Will we spend anything before Man United? Peter uh, doesn't think so.
0: Um, I think Peter's right. You think Peter's wrong?
1: I think there'll be def I think there'll be action this this week. I think there'll be something coming now. They're back in England. I think definitely before United, there'll be players. I, coming I, in.
0: I hope I'm wrong. And I, I hope you know. All this turns into a load of baloney, and, and we, we end up with three good additions and we we move on and, and do well. But I think uh, at
1: least one will come in before United. Um, you know, that's two weeks. I mean, yeah, but maybe a couple, but we'll see. And uh, then the window is a couple of weeks after that. Um, yeah. Paul, twenty twenty eleven. Question for Chris Why is Joe Gomez not playing?
0: No clue, absolutely no clue. Um, I don't know why he didn't play yesterday. I don't know why he he's not being given the opportunity. He was fantastic at, at times for us last season. Um the, the the transition movement for three three star we want seems to um, seems to be what he's about. Um I I don't know. Um I don't think, do think to it's cuz really Hodge
1: if you think it's cuz Hodge is keeping him out.
0: Yeah, Hodge maybe has uh, got himself but yeah, I, I Dave I, I don't I don't know why he's not playing. Well it's, so. it's
1: obviously the manager's decision and we'll see. I think we'll see Gomez play against Luton and then be interesting to see who's, who who actually the starting 11 is against Renton. Um mm-hmm. Question here uh, Thanks to the Darlington fan Who subscribes. It's great to have you It's great to have fans From other clubs And we do wish Darlington well um, Stephen, uh, Mayo, uh, Stephen Mayo Stephen Mayo Stephen Mayo uh, Said Will J-Lo be with us When we sing in the new year
0: I'm not going to be singing In the new year But I think he means Bring in the new year um, I have my doubts
1: If you were Gut instinct Yes or no No Okay, interesting. Um, I was think you probably will be, um, unless you know we'll, well see. Well, the only
0: thing that I think will—I'm thinking now—maybe, maybe, maybe I'm going to change my mind.
1: It's uh, one of them isn't it? At the moment, there's a what, lot. Of... What, there's we so talk about business.
0: About what what he did? What he did with the interviews could be classed as gross misconduct, which would have been an excuse to get rid of him without having to pay. A, uh, a, a contract fee up, and they haven't gone down that road. So maybe, maybe I don't know.
1: Well, he does. I, I don't. I course think course, what I'm
0: saying it. is, uh, it could be either way. I, I think he might leave.
1: Okay. Well, we'll soon. We'll find out with that one um, for for definite. See, uh, before, <laughs> in January, it'll be interesting to see. I'm hoping he's still here. That Wolves are doing all right, and the, the mood's improved. I mean, what um, we don't want
0: to be doing because it's been mentioned that one of the biggest things that have caused the stra financial imbalance was the um the liquid the the payoff of contracts with Bruno large and his team well exactly um, that, and so I don't think we want to be in the same position again, but
1: which is why he keeps doing
0: interviews without yeah, the club being involved it's going to happen
1: yeah but and and the reason I think he can get away with doing that because. He holds the upper hand, really. Wolves can't afford to do that. He won't walk. He's got got to think about his staff as well. I didn't see a manager that wasn't giving 100% to coach the team or or passionate on the team. I saw he was very passionate. He's fully committed to the the players that he's got. You could see
0: that. Um, The only observation I had from him yesterday was that... um, Didn't come over at the end. He didn't really come over to the fans and and wasn't really... um, giving us a bit of a clap back with any real enthusiasm. It was token effort and I'm off kind of thing, Um, which I thought was a little bit strange in a friendly when we've travelled so far.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Dave Boyle, Sarah Bentley, quick answers.
0: Josie Sharp, all day long. Yeah. Um, Yeah, We saw it yesterday, we were right in front of it. There was two or three occasions in the first half where it was was a, a... sure goal and so I came out brilliant, did a block, brilliant block. Absolutely fantastic. He's got his he's got his problems and he's got his things that he's not good at. But he he's a decent company goalkeeper and he's he's been a bit I think he's been given a bit of a stick unwarranted to be honest. He did he did good. He played some played well
1: yesterday. Uh Suty do you think JLA will will last the season? I I, I don't think you can you can give a, a, a definite answer about any manager in the Premier League. You just don't know. Um, mm-hmm. What I will what I will say I hope he does because if he does, things are a lot better in a lot better shape, and uh, you know things can go happy. At the moment, obviously, there's a lot of uncertainty. Um, I, I don't think he's helped the interview personally. You know, he might. You know, I think if he wants to come out on Wolves TV and say things on their media which he did at the end of the game he talked about wanting things fine going behind people's back in life that's just not me i'm not that type of person i'm like try to be always open and straight and i don't i tend to stop trusting a few people if they start going behind people's back but he's a good manager and i think i hope it gets worked out we get the players in he has a good season and he is here but with any with any manager you can't you can't really know for sure um, mm. da, 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 two or three players gone. Oh, Carl, I'm looking, at, I'm just looking at um, Adrian wishes on a wider subject. Would we take Laurie Rimple back on or on a similar act or balance? He was quite good. At I think, plans. I
0: think Laurie leaving, uh, he's at Harlequins now. Um, I think Laurie leave, leaving, he 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 was a bit of a, a crutch. For Jeff Shee when he came in, and I think, I think him going off the way he has done, and the club having all these kind of strange things happening in the background um, since then, shouldn't be discounted as 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 not the reason why I, I have a lot of respect for Laurie. Um, you know, you you, you could tw- you could tweet Laurie humble. Dalrymple. Who's Laurie Humbert? I don't know who he is. Laurie Dalrymple. Um, I did once because uh, the, the stadium was flooded where my seat was. And I had an email back and he told me exactly what he'd done and what and how he's going to get sorted out. Just that, that he was a very approachable guy. And he, and he was doing the bit that nobody is now doing at all. Well, you say that, but then Russell Jones
1: was there yesterday in the pub talking to fans. Yes. So, that's what Jones doesn't put Laurie, Laurie, out. Laurie used to go into the pub and talk to fans. Yeah, but Russell... he didn't just
0: do that, Dave. He used to put tweets out, and he used to you used to inform the fans on what he was doing on his twitters and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, Griney, probably Russell? He doesn't do that. So, yeah, it, it, well, it. Russell does tweet.
1: Okay. He does. I'm, tw- not, I'm not, not going to argue. I don't think Laurie was very good with being with the fans, and that was great. And he, he went in the pub, but you, know, you have to say that Russell was in with in with all the fans yesterday. Yeah, and chatting away, and he's done it, and, and he thing. has done it, and he has done it previously as well. So he—they're not doing anyone, the same role, Dave. If there's anyone, probably he's the guy that does that at Wolves more than he's the closest thing we've got.
0: Yeah, but that wasn't what I was asked
1: yeah fair play well you'd have him back though if you could yeah yeah i, I me, mean, i think he did a good job uh did he want to uh at once know how was the flight and sleep?
0: the sleep right. the sleep for some of us was okay i have photographic evidence um, i have. To I did i did get well. some sleep later on dinny uh i found a comfy seat and and woke up to find a picture of me snoring or whatever i was doing on whatsapp which is <laughs> Not taken with my permission, so I, I'm not allowing it to be used in any, any online publication. Um, <laughs> it, it was on Discord, was, yeah, on the the, members yeah. Group. and you put um, me
1: on Discord without my permission. Touche, mate.
0: Yeah, hello. Um, no, it was okay. Um, the flight was great. Um, great trip. Oh, I loved it. I, 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 I loved it. I, I had a great time this weekend,
1: mate. It was brilliant. We had a brilliant time. It was really good. I'm just looking down if there's any, uh, any more questions, simple questions that we can answer? Because it's gone on for an hour and a half, which is longer than I promised the producer. Um, well, that's a point that we've talked about, Michael Chance. I sort of felt sorry for the interview that JLo did with Gillum. Was more of Gillum stirring things up than J Lo was, but I suppose, in the interview in the first place. Open yeah. up potentially was it was loaded. No Take two tango
0: days, you know. So yeah, I guess he could have naively no, get put in that position, but he. He must have, you know. They, I think I think that was a, a a bad choice of things to do. But I guess I guess if you are not not being given um, given um, the opportunity to do what you want, and the communication from your gaffer is not brilliant, if it exists at all, you might get frustrated and do what he's done. So I can understand it. Uh, I'm not going to slate him for it. I don't agree with it, but but you know that's that's nice. um,
1: Leighton, seeing lots of people putting wolves in the relegation, don't you think we'll be relegated, mate?
0: Um, so I did, did comment in our Discord group about this today. What I said was that um, on balance, after seeing yesterday and seeing how he's playing and looking for what's left in the squad from before the start of the season, I think with three 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 players, and it's the spine, it's centre-half, midfielder, and striker, I think, I think if we get three in, that gives us a smallish squad, but a squad that can hold its own, I think, providing there are no injuries, if we get injuries, I think we are in a jeopardy position, I, I can see us being where we were last season, I can't see us improving on last season, um, but if we get injuries, and we don't don't potentially bring in these editions. I think you are going to have a very hard, long um, yeah.
1: Absolutely. Uh, guys, thank you for uh, all the questions. Thank you for, um, for joining us. We've had well over 300 watching live on the show. If you're watching this back on Catch Up, I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, if you've enjoyed this show, please smash a like um, on YouTube for us. And if you're listening to it on... Uh, Twitter or Facebook. We hope you've enjoyed it too. And if you're listening to it back on the podcast, as always, it'll be up uh, on uh, Monday uh, morning. Um, and Gaz, how do you subscribe? You are subscribed because you're commenting. You can only comment if you're subscribed. you
0: subscribe. You can subscribe twice if you like. But... You
1: can, yeah, no, become a <laughs> member if you want, though. No, that would be amazing. Um, so, yeah, Chris, final thoughts for the um, for everyone before we finish?
0: I think what I'd say is, it kind of starts now. If you've got these two games and uh, Man United. I think, I think yes, irritated, frustrated, annoyed with everything that's gone on over the summer. Um, but now we've got to do, we've got to do what we all we all are, and we're all supporters. We've got to support them, and we've got to get behind them, and we've got to uh, see out the season because that's. That looks like that's that's what this year's going to be all about.
1: Absolutely, well said. Um, absolutely well said, guys. I really hope you enjoyed, Chris. It's been a pleasure. I I'm, I just want to say on record, mate. Uh, you know, with everything that's all settled on, guys, as as uh, Wolves fans, it was great to go to Dublin yesterday. I managed to spend it with this fella, with this man here, Chris, uh, one of our members. And we've got some great members and people... We, know, we don't always agree on everything. Um, sometimes we strongly disagree, but it's always done respectful and people have got their views and stuff. But it was brilliant to spend a day with you yesterday, mate. It was absolutely fantastic.
0: Yeah, likewise. I enjoyed yours and members' company. And, uh, it was a great... It was great a great weekend. crack. And, Even you know, the gone... their agents were pretty poor. The very
1: poor. And regardless <laughs> of what's going on behind the scenes, guys, um, when you get in the stadium... Support the boys. You know, the the UA fans did yesterday. It was great to see. It was great to be at the games. And um, there's a sign at Molyneux that says, um, What is it? it? It's our love no matter our division. Let's hope it's still going to be Premier League. But time will tell. And the season starts two weeks tomorrow. We've got two friendlies to come up. We're going to learn a lot more. We'll be back again next week with On the Ball. Um, extra time will obviously be returning soon where all of you guys can come in on the post match show and talk as well Um, but um, hope you've enjoyed it until the next one from me and Chris love to you and your families wherever you are always Wolves
0: always Wolves
1: It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.